Hey y'all, it's Christy and welcome back to the Preach Girl Podcast. Today we are going to hear our final episode, part three of the interview with mother-daughter duo Haley and Hadley as they tell the story of addiction, abuse, recovery, and restoration. Listen, you do not want to miss the ending, but if you haven't heard the first part of this interview, you want to stop the podcast right now and go back two episodes for the very first part of this interview so you get the whole story. It's so fantastic to hear such an honest and raw, um, just, you know, interview from a woman who has gone through just the darkest places in addiction to cocaine and other substances and just see what God has miraculously done in her life and her daughter's life um, and the life of others. But you don't want to catch the third part only. You've got to go back and catch the first two. So if you haven't heard them, stop right now and back up two episodes. Okay? Okay, good. Glad we're clear on that. Now, listen, we're going to pick up today where Haley is telling us about her husband and his understanding of her addiction and the lifestyle that she lived and just kind of how he had to even, uh, is still learning pieces of it because it's just something that's hard to understand if you've never been there before. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Listen, like I said on the first two, um, we have been talking about some things that are um, drug related and just the darkness that comes with that lifestyle. So if you are a parent and you don't think that maybe this is suitable um, conversation for your little kids, I want to let you know that it does definitely contain some uh, parts of her testimony that were dark and you may not want to play this for them. Also, if you are in recovery from drug addiction or alcohol addiction and conversation around addiction triggers you, this may not be the best podcast for you to listen to today either. So I just wanted to put that out there just because we care about you and we want to make sure that you're in a healthy space listening to the podcast today. All right, guys, I just going to turn it over back over to the interview with Haley and Hadley. I hope you enjoyed the third and final episode of the interview with Haley and Hadley. God bless. That is, that's it. Like that is it. And so when we were watching a guy OD one time, I don't know if you remember this, we were at like a Jack in the box and there was this guy, uh, I, I clearly had to be on here when he's we sitting on this log and he just falls and uh, it, he's clearly messed up. And so Brent made a joke or not a joke, but he's like, look at this guy. And I, I made a comment like, yeah, I've been there. And he's like, you've been, you've been where? Like, I'm, I'm so like, he doesn't understand. And I don't think he really wants to know every, he knows I've been to rehab and he knows a lot of my stories, but now that we've been married almost seven years, every once in a while, I'll drop something. And he's like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Like that's yeah. bizarre. Cause I, I probably wouldn't be married had I laid out the whole testimony. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been an unfolding. Yes. It's efficient. It's just like, just give him a little bit. And reel him in. <laughs> oh my God. No, he loves, he's very honest. I mean, he'll, he loves me. He just knows that I have, uh, well, I think it would be hard even for me, even if I knew the whole story, I still don't understand the experience of walking through that season with somebody. Yeah. You know, like you can sit here and describe to me what it felt like to hallucinate and to be rolling and to be tripping. And I can only, um, understand what you're, what you're saying, but yeah. I can't understand what that truly means. No. You know, and so he may, that may be what he's, like, and, and, I, and, he, well, and then to see somebody 
yeah. in that state and said, well, I've been there. Like, wait a minute. I had now associated that. Now I've got a visual yeah. of what this was like. And that's scary. That's like scary. You, that is a bum on the street. But he, he's like, you would be like that? And I'm like, yeah, like that didn't look. And then fortunately, the, um, you know, later, I think we saw somebody pick him up. But uh, that's in his mind. He doesn't, he doesn't think. He just thinks you're just a, a drug addict. You're just bums on the street. They're not. And I'm like, and, and I'm using the word like so that's just how we would just call it because uh, he doesn't think that someone that comes from a good home would do that sort of thing. Could get into that situation. Yeah, that's just something that people do on the street. That is not someone that comes from a successful family. Like, wow. that's just yeah. not those people. And yeah. I'm like, no, that's that's everybody. I have an addict. I mean, I have an addiction just like anybody has an addiction. And I was in rehab with, like, one of the CEOs from Coca-Cola, and I mean, I was with him. He's like, like way down. I'm like, he's probably a millionaire, and yeah. everybody was was in there. Like, yeah. Well, it was it was a privately yeah it was a private pay yeah. So you were in a white collar yeah a white collar rehab with all these people that um, come from all walks of life yeah. And it was really interesting to know that everybody has this addiction. It shows no mercy to color, race, whatever, nothing. Well, because sin doesn't care. No, sin doesn't, doesn't discriminate. Care. Church discriminates, but sin doesn't no, discriminate. No, you're right. Jesus doesn't discriminate, and sin doesn't discriminate. No. And But um, anyway, I'm going to get off that because that's a hot button for me. Um, praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Saints and friends alike. Saints and friends. <laughs> um, so if we, if, we, if we caught up with you, so now you met, you've met and married your husband. You guys have a, a little girl together, mm -hmm. little Molly. Little Molly. Who runs the world all by yes. herself. Yes, and I am uh, just banking on since I had the the girls eleven years apart that I'm not I'm cool to her to my oldest, but I'm not cool to Molly or I won't be cool to Molly when she gets older. So I'm hoping that my eleven year I mean that the eleven year difference she'll look up to Hadley and she'll be cool. So she'll be that buffer. Like oh gosh, she'll want to be because Hadley I think wants to be like me sometimes. I'm still cool. To, uh, no, <laughs> I mean, you know, but she, I'm not a loser to her. Like, like how my mother is the same age as like the difference between me and Molly. And she was a nerd to me. Like I never wanted to be like her. So I think that that had to be my buffer. Oh, with, with Molly, with Molly. And she'll show her the road. So, um, I don't know what Tamara's saying. Girl, come on now, but I'm not sure what she's talking about. She's sending you a million hearts. But, um, so if, if, if you were sitting down with somebody and so we've told this, giant story or is there anything else that goes in here no um no i think that that's that's the end of that chapter as far as that goes i mean we've got a lot of chapters going and there's a lot of work in there but um, a lot of work what kind of work just maintenance um just figure out who i am uh it's really hard I and mean, i can talk all day long to uh my camera and my phone uh, I have a hard time meeting meeting people. Well, not meeting people. I have a great, easy time meeting people. I have a hard time keeping people in my life because if I've embarrassed myself in front of you or you offended me in any way, I, you're dead to me. And mm. so I'm having a hard time with forgiveness. And so that is a whole other chapter. But it, it's... The, why do you think that is? Is it related to? It's more of embarrassment, and it, it, it because I, I, that's kind of like a survival skill that I've just taught myself. Mm. That if I've embarrassed you, if I woke up and and I danced on a bar the night before and you were there and I made a like a just 
idiot out of myself. I don't ever want to speak to you again mm. because I'm so embarrassed. So now I just kind of like self-preservation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so I have totally adapted to that way of life. And so now it's anything. If you, if you do anything, I can cut you off so easily because it's just my defense mechanism. And um, I've lost some great friendships along the way because I just didn't give you a second chance. And, and you think, or I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you, do you think that has to do with the way that you handled addiction and coming out of yeah. addiction? Yeah, a lot of embarrassment. I just shut up a lot of people. But that was also in my addiction. I, I learned that I've, I've always been, like I said before, I was more naive than I was anything. I just thought everyone did good. I was in that state of mind that no one's really out to hurt me and everybody's for each other. And then I went through my addiction and then I learned how to survive. And one of those survival skills, like I said, is just out of sight, out of mind. If I don't see you any, again, we don't have to ever talk about what has mm -hmm. happened. And so now it's gone into, um, if anything goes wrong, whether it be you do it or I do it, I, I'm done. The relationship is over. Yeah. Wow. And so that's something you, you said you're working on? I'm, I'm still, yes. I am, I am very much trying to work on that. And uh, I feel like, I feel like it's getting better. And then I had a bad one yesterday and I'm like, well, God, what are you teaching me? Like, I think, I think I'm doing okay. And then, uh, and then I still struggle with that. It's just weighs heavily. If I'm embarrassed in any way. Um, well, I want to ask this question before we like turn this off. So, so like a lot, the most of saints and friends out here that don't know you, and I'm not trying to get, I'm just trying we have a camera here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so they don't know you. If they were to meet you today, um, the, the, ha the Haley and Hadley show that I came into knowing just a couple years ago is, okay, here's this luminous, beautiful, blonde-haired mom with this super darling family um, with family pictures posted on Facebook, cute, beautiful, stylish, um, that whole kind of thing that just looks like that, uh, who is a who's got her side hustle going on and does really, really well in her business and now has started another business with her daughter, the outside picture I would see is so restored yeah. and so healthy. Like you have a husband who adores you. You have this family that is, um, that people would be, you know, in awe over. And if they just came into your life today, and they're thinking about where they've come from. How would you encourage them to, to get now? You don't have to go through every step, you know, but how did you, was it just one step at a time? Like, how did you get from being, okay, I'm a recovered cokehead, okay, to being a wife, mother, entrepreneur, Christian woman who is really a viable part of our community? Like, how? Well, what happened? I, I really don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I whenever you would ask me how I actually went down, I just know I went down from that. If I didn't have that foundation, if I didn't, I didn't have that relationship with God, I would not have anything else. I mean, nothing would come from that, uh, or nothing would come at, without that. I do put one way on Facebook. I think we all do that. I mean, of course, sure. I'm not going to show you every time that I uh, call my husband an idiot or no, all of us do that way. Yeah, we yeah. all, we all do that. Everybody lives that filtered life. Yes. Come on. Yes. Man. I tried to put that out there. However, um, you know, life is pretty dang good right now. And people ask me like, how's life? And I'm like, I'm scared to say anything because the bottom could fall out at any point. But right now, 
my life is is really really good and I, I don't know how I got here except the minute I stop praying the minute that I lose that relationship with God I know that the bottom's gonna fall out I, I have to that is my that that is my anchor I mean that is my anchor and I pray for my girls every single night um, I pray for my husband and we're doing this fast right now you're and fasting I, at the church yes with the, with our church the 21 day fast we are ending a day early so with uh, because we're going on vacation and but we're praying I'm praying for my husband I want him to be a stronger leader in our family because I feel like it's me and I, at any point I, I worry that my bubble's gonna pop and I'm gonna need him need him to get out of that Baptist and start like praising Jesus with me I need him to get out of, <laughs> not wrong with Baptist, but I need him to just I I can't get behind just sitting down and quietly reading a Bible I'm gonna need him to stand up and be louder and stronger and more fierce with his relationship for it to match up to me. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm praying for. That makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, I totally need get it. to be a little bit more out there. Um, and so that's what the fast is for. And surprisingly, um, I'm not surprised. But yeah, I've seen some, some change in him, and I'm pretty pretty impressed with that. But again, every day, every now, I don't read my Bible every day. I don't do it. And all your podcast is basically what's saving that last week. I just went through that, but. <laughs> There's, I mean, I'm normal, so yeah, I don't have all these one. moments, but yes. uh, if I, the minute I lose my relationship, I, I know, and that's more of a fear. I don't want to go back to that deep depression Darkness. and darkness I, I, that is always weighs heavy on me. I think if I could sum it up in one word, and I'm, you can't sum it up in one word, but when you're talking about um, the thing that, that has kept you, it sounds like your story is so full of grace. There's so much of God's grace on your life. That's why I named her Hadley Grace. Mm. I didn't even know that was your middle name. Yeah, because even through all of the crazy hellishness, there was his, his awareness of him. There was still his loving of you, even though you were not loving yourself. Right. And there was, but even now, while you're still even coming out of like, like you're, you're clean, you're sober, you're, you know, you've got that kind of thing going on. But I even hear like, the realness in your tone about like, I don't want the bubble to burst and I, I don't ever want to go back there. And I think it's so amazing about God's grip of grace and how, like if you were to hold my hand and you let go of my hand, I'm not letting go of yours because I have a grip of grace on you. And so you, if you try to let go, I'm going to squeeze it until I can hold on, you know, and God has a grip of grace yeah. on y'all, like the prongs on your, on your diamond, like, like how they're hold that diamond down in there because you guys, ooh, this I feel like this is a word. You guys are like, like this gorgeous diamond ring that you have, and the hand of God is like the strength of the prongs that hold the beautiful diamonds in place. And so, if, if first of all, I, I'm so thankful to know your story and for you to share it. And then secondly, I would hope that you would be encouraged to to let go more and more of the fear of that because the grip of God's grace is so much stronger than what we would even probably really understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just wow. Um, I got to go back to the saints and friends over here because they're like blowing me up. Um, Andrea wrote, Andrea wrote beauty for ashes and Meg said, yeah, there's absolutely no shame on you. Um, Michelle said goes to show you that everyone has a story. Um, Meg said, you don't have to prove anything to anyone or be ashamed of a single thing that you walked through. 
Shelly said, there is power in testimony, girls. Thank you. Uh, God bless you for sharing in the mix that everything that you have been through has clearly made you better and kinder. Kinder is a stretch. I'm still kind of mean. This bright light of hope for so many. And then she wrote, thanks for being so real. Your realness is so refreshing. And Shelly wrote, yes, so refreshing. So um, I don't want to just say, okay, well, and that was her story. I want, I want us to, to have, is there anything that you would tell anybody from your perspective? Is there any... And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Anybody had a question for Hadley or for Haley? Mm -hmm. That might be, um, um, cause Meg is like blowing up you with hearts, mm -hmm. but, um, like just, uh, do you think having heard your mom's story would cause you to make different decisions? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely opened up my eyes, like the real world. And it makes me not want to go down her, do the decisions that she had. So, I try, and she parents me so hard, so I don't make those decisions. Well, I'm honest. I, like when you know, when I lost my virginity, I was drunk at a party and passed out in someone's room, and I was raped. So I uh, tell her that. Yeah. Like, go to that party, but let me tell you what can happen, because it happened to me. So uh, I don't ever sugarcoat it. I mean, I had her looking at STDs on Google. With, I mean, this is what this is what sex causes. Like, She's very you know, honest. I know it's... It's hard at times. It kind of sucks sometimes, but then I know that it's really going to help me because it's going to make me uh, mature and be more successful. So I don't have to go through. Yeah, and, and then you and you're you're. I mean, you're welcome to make your own mistakes, but you've got the opportunity to see and hear That's realness, and but to hear the realness of it and not be like, well. You know, because sometimes we just we just play around with it so much with kids. And like when I say play around, like if there's a lot of decisions that may be different if you have the information. You know, like yeah. for you to say this happens. This is not a, this is not somebody's movie. This I is your mom's life. You didn't talk about sex. I, I grew up in a place that you well, our parents grew up the same way. You don't talk about those things. You that is hush hush. Oh, you're 15. We don't even put you on the field. Like I'm. But I'm not, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. But if I even wanted to get on the pill, we don't get on the pill. Ooh, we talk about you it. don't even talk about because you're not having sex. And well, but I we're not gonna, But we're not going to talk about having sex either. Yeah, no. We're just, just going to let the youth pastor tell you that yeah. you're not supposed to have sex. There's a book and you go in your room and read it. And that's it. And wow. that's, that is my biggest, when I see my own friends not uh, reaching out to their daughters that I've heard of things. And I'm like, why aren't you reaching out to your kid? Like, this is what's going on. Oh, I doubt that's my kid. And I'm like, no, like that. I will never be naive again. I will never be that person again because I, I know what can happen. And so I'm very upfront. Just say, oh, I know his type. I know his type. This is what happened with that type. Like, or can happen. Or can happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just be aware. These things happen. Serena said, did you ever figure out the root cause of your addiction? I'm an addict. Anything I do, I'm it's an addict. Force. Yeah. And like, I, I'm using it for good right now. But I am addicted to work now. I'm, mm. I'm, a, I'm a runner. Uh, just ran the Houston Marathon on Sunday, and I can't stop running. Like I, I that's what I started doing in, in rehab, and well, right after my divorce too. I, I just started running, and I now I can't stop running. I'm utterly addicted to it. Hate it, hate running, <laughs> but I run. Work. I have four jobs, and I can't stop. I'm addicted to money. And she's I'm looking for and, job. and I'm looking. Yeah, I'm like always looking for work. Like I'm an addict at the end of the day. And that's just and and so making different decisions 
making healthier decisions in in what you're going after full force because of your personality yeah. style is um, healthier than the ones that were destroying your life and taking yeah. you, taking you down. Andrea wrote, um, I don't know what y'all are comfortable talking about. Hadley, I know where you're coming from. My parents were real with me too. I would imagine you don't want to make the mistake she did and let her down after being so open and real with you. Um, and then Trisha said, Hadley, listen to your mama. <laughs> it's awesome that she's so open like that and so real with you. And I know uh, Trisha has a daughter that's my age and it's helpful for me to even know because, you know, when it comes to talking about her body and her, her rights with her body and, 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 and what can happen in the wrong situation. I, I want her to be innocent, but I don't want her to be stupid. Yeah. You know, and so that it's helpful as even, you know, just to hear like, I don't, I, I don't put a buffer on anything. Mm -hmm. My daughter asked me today, how do you get pregnant? And I said, it's when um, a man and woman have sex. What's sex? Well, a man, I mean, I went into it. Yeah. Four. Yeah. I don't want to have these cute caricature, caricatures or whatever and draw. And yeah. Like we're not doing that. There's no storks. This is sex. You can get pregnant. And that today I was like, do I really go into this with a four year old? Yeah. She's going to find out someday. I'd rather her. I don't, I don't think she's going to voice it on the playground, but if she does and a mother comes to me, I'm going to say, well, then what are you teaching your kid? Like, well, and it, and it, well, I'm sure it wasn't like graphic. No, no. It was just the basic, Basics. basic fundamental. And it'll start basic and then it'll go into detail. If she needs detail, but uh, I don't, it's just don't sugarcoat anything. Mm -hmm. Sugarcoating got me nothing. Nothing. Tweet that. Tweet that. Sugarcoating got me nothing. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, Haley, wow. Um, I, I don't even know how to stop the conversation because your story is so provoking and so um, it's provocative, it's thought provoking, it's crazy, it's amazing to hear you be so open and real about it, and um, and then also how it wasn't like I, it wasn't like and then Jesus came and everything came up roses. Like there's still things you're dealing with, there's still things that you struggle with, there's yeah. still stuff like that. But you, but He's brought you, He's restored your life. And brought um, restoration so far that how much more could he do in a woman like you? You know what I mean? How much more could he do in your daughters? Because if he could bring you from the hell hole yeah. that you got yourself in, yeah. that if he could bring you from there, what? That's when it's like they're exceedingly abundantly above what you could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. And um, I just, I encourage you with that because your story is so strong and so powerful and can, and will really reach a lot of people. And so for being my very first um, ever, ever, ever interview people on my podcast, I appreciate it so much. I may even make it into two parts because people are going to be like, then what happened? <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> um, yeah. So before we go, um, I definitely want to pray, but is there anything any last things you want to, either one of you want to share? Any? I wanted to share one thing um, I touched before we started this, but I wanted people to, I didn't want to get up the next morning. I didn't want to go do because of all the embarrassment and the shame. And I live in a small town with about 40,000 people in the whole area that we live in. And I had to go to church. I had to go to Walmart. I had to see these people again. And that's where depression sits in because you just stay in a void only you just don't let that go and the first time you see them after you've done something or they've heard it or they've seen it on Facebook or whatever it's it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow but after that it goes away and you 
my mom always said, get better or bitter. And um, I have to get better or, or I'm going to always be stuck in my, in my bedroom. So no matter what you've done, there's going to be another story pop up. You're not going to be on the front page forever and ever. There's going to be something else that's going to come over and your story is not going to mean anything. So get out there and keep moving forward. Um, there's absolutely nothing that you can do that is going to uh, push everyone away. I mean, there's, you can always come back. Always. There's always a second chance. Always a comeback. There's always a comeback. That is so stinking good. There's nothing you can do there's that, that will make you not be able to have a comeback. Yeah. If you make a decision to come, you, and, and who doesn't root for the underdog? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when you see somebody getting in there and getting scrappy and, and say, no, I'm going to come up out of this. No, I'm going to make some different decisions. No, like I want to rally for people like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Not everybody does, but I, people do. And go find those people that do. Yeah. Don't go for the ones that are kicking you when you're down because they're going to kick you when you're up too. So yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Just, there's going to be people that are rooting for you. Go find those people. They're out there. Come on. Come on. I love that. I love that, um, that there's space, no matter how low down you are, no matter how dark it is, there's room for a comeback. There is room for a comeback. That's so good. That's so good. Hadley, can we just see your face and see your beautifulness? Sorry. There she is. Yay. Look at this girl. She's <laughs> awesome. They're beautiful. I'm so thankful that they came on. Um, Shelly wrote amen and Meg said, you are preaching. In other words, preach girl. <laughs> well, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now, Lord God. First and foremost, we just give you glory for how wonderful you are, how loving and kind you are, how gracious you are to us in in all of our dark times, in all of our dumb decisions, in all of us that have made from the worst decision to the dumbest decision, God, you've been right with us and you've graced us. And Father, I pray right now for every person that is listening, Lord Jesus, I pray that if they're in a dark space, Father, that you would let them sense your presence and feel your love. I pray that they would be encouraged and inspired today that no matter how far down they may be, that there is always room for a comeback. And Father, there is no one that comes back like you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you empower um, these women that are listening, that you empower Haley and Hadley for the, for the next seasons of their life. I thank you, Jesus, for your blood that covers our sin, for, for your um, son who died to forgive us for our sins so that we can have an ultimate comeback in our life. God, we thank you, Jesus, that you are a deliverer. We thank you for your sin-breaking power uh, over people. And we thank you, God, for healing and restoration in, her, in Haley's life, in Hadley's life, in their family, and in other people that are listening. God, I speak to somebody right now, and I just say, in the name of Jesus, this is your year for a comeback. In the name of Jesus, this is your time for a breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, it is your time to lay aside the sin and walk into the presence of God with, with his love and his mercy in Jesus' name. I thank you, God. I thank you. Where can I go where you can't find me? If I make my bed in hell, God, you are there. So if anybody that's listening right now is making their bed in hell, let them know that you're with them in the name of Jesus. We love you, God. We thank you. We're so, so grateful for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you so much for being with us again today on the Preach Girl podcast. Are you just amazed at how awesome our God is? He is just so good and so faithful. And let me tell you something. He's not a respecter of persons. If he did it for this family, 
He can do it for your family. And so if you're someone who is struggling with addiction or you have someone in your family or your friends that is struggling with addiction, we are lifting you up and we are praying for you and believing God for restoration in that situation as well. I also want to give you um, just the phone number to the National Drug Hotline. It's 888-633-3239. So thankful that you are with us today on the Preach Girl podcast. Next week, we'll jump back into our regularly scheduled programming. But I just thought that this story was so miraculous, so amazing, and so impactful that I wanted you to be able to hear it. I hope you share it with your friends. I hope you share it on your Facebook and through you know texting it to somebody, your friends and family. Because um, we want to make sure that people know that there is hope, even in the darkest reaches of their life. Jesus loves them. He loves you. And he's there for you. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you next time on the Preach Girl podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Preach Girl podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'm going to ask for you to subscribe to the show and share it on your social media. Listen, girl, I'd really appreciate it. To get more information on Preach Girl, you can find me at preachgirl.org or Christy Lee Miranda on Facebook and the Gram.